0: So as we look at the gifts of the Spirit, homing in on the gift of tongues, as a personal prayer language, tongues as a a ministry gift, tongues needing interpretation. There's one particular scripture I want to begin with. And there are those out there who might have a guess as to where we're going to begin. And where are we going to begin, Lucy? Acts Acts chapter 2. That's right. I want to begin at Exodus chapter 19. I set her up for that one. Because what I want to do is I want to tie this this uh, word in with my personal journey regarding the whole thing about the gift of tongues. And when I was reading through uh, Deuteronomy, and I'm going to start actually Exodus, but they reflect one another. Um, there's a passage that absolutely jumped out of the page for me and basically illuminated my journey in a new way, give me a new understanding. But in Exodus 19, it says, On the first day of the third month after the Israelites left Egypt, on that very day, they came to the desert of Sinai, and basically they settled there in front of the mountain, a mountain also known as Horeb. And so, this is three months after leaving Egypt, they come to this place and they settle there in front of the mountain. And they stay there, depending on who you, uh, which commentator you lead, read, they stay there for a, at least a year, perhaps two years, where they are settled there. And that mountain was a place of blessing. God is speaking to them. God is providing for them. But it became a place of safety. It became a place of God's provision. It became a place that was relatively predictable, and it became a comfort zone. For those people. And as I was thinking about that. It's just so easy for us to get into that spiritual comfort zone. Where we think there is nothing more. I've got everything. And I can settle in front of the mountain. It was interesting that word about the, the wall. And I thought. I'm not thinking about a wall. But a mountain. A big wall. And, but a wall. As we get that wall. As we look at that wall. That wall can become a place of safety. Because it's a predictable place. There's nothing unusual necessarily going to happen. It's a good place, but it's not a best place. And so as I was thinking about this, I was looking at the first few chapters of Deuteronomy, and these words jumped out. Where where Moses is recounting the history of the people of God, and this is what Moses says in terms of what God has said to the people. You have stayed long enough. At this mountain. So God had led them there. They had settled there. But the day came when God broke into the predictable. Of everyday life. And said you. Have stayed there long enough. Break camp. And move out. And that just. Woof. That wasn't an impression of a dog. That was a sense of. you know Overwhelmed by the, the awesomeness. Of this. Because. They then were called to leave that place of safety. To leave the predictable nature of life before the mountain, day after day after day. And God is saying to them, I want you to break camp. I want you to move out because I have a land of blessing that you have yet to enter. And as I look at my own experience, I can see how for me, I have been many times in my life... Where I've been at that mountain of safety. I've been before the mountain in my comfort zone. And God has said, I want you to break out. And I want you to move forward and claim a land that you have not yet claimed. Oh, and that can be scary. But that's the journey of faith. That's the journey of faith. You've stayed long enough at this mountain. Break camp. And advance so when we look at the whole gift of tongues this was a huge huge issue for me because when I, bec- I became a Christian before you know, yeah most of you were born became a Christian before most of you were born we knew very little about the work or the power or the move of the Holy Spirit But we gathered together one evening, probably about eight or nine months after becoming a Christian. We gathered together in a small chapel vestry and we were waiting upon the Spirit. And my good friend, my good young friend, David here, who did not qualify for prayer last week, (laughs) but does qualify. This week. Yay! You're not getting a present, so don't worry. But we, we gathered there and we wait and see what the Spirit of God would do. And you've got to remember, we had no background of things charismatic whatsoever. It was all new to us. And it was very much new to the leadership who were leading us into those things. In reality, in experience, I would say they were probably a few months ahead of us. So we're all learning together. And as we gathered there in that chapel vestry, the power of God just weighed heavy in the room. The glory of God was present in the room. There was a heaviness, and glory comes from a word, a root of a word meaning heaviness. So there's the heaviness of God in the room. And incredible things started to happen people began to be impacted by the spirit one man got up and made to walk for quite a small room he got up and made to walk across the room and such was the power of god had he walked through the wall because he headed towards the wall had he gone through the wall such was the power of god i would have thought oh look he's just gone through the wall (laughs) because the thing is when when the spirit is present anything is possible We read that in the New Testament, the most incredible things happen outside of our experience so far. But if God is the one who called the universe into being, he can do anything he likes with walls. He can do anything he likes with heating systems. No, we won't go there. We won't go there. Glory, glory to God. (laughs) But God was in the room. And someone, because we all, we, we, we tend not to stand up in those days. We sat down for prayer in those days. Standing up for prayer was a new thing when we came into Emmanuel. It's interesting, you get these little traditions. But the reason we stand, do you know the reason we stand for prayer in Emmanuel? It means you're three about three feet higher and nearer to heaven. (laughs) Now there's a good rumor to set it off, isn't there? Yeah, set off a rumor. We stand because we're nearer to heaven. Glory. And so we were sitting there in prayer. People began to shake. People began to experience the Holy Spirit. Someone came across to me and laid their hands on me, and I just went flat out on the floor. Now, the reason he came and laid hands on me is because he saw I was starting to shake. I I was not aware of that, but he did that. And I ended up on the floor with an incredible sense of peace. But in that moment, someone came across and said, I believe the Lord would say, tongues are not for you. Now I'm a young Christian and I took that on board and for me that became the mountain of comfort because it meant I did not need to seek that particular gift. I could settle at the mountain where that gift was not for me and let others do whatever they wish. But as time went on, I began to be stirred about the whole issue of receiving the gift of tongues and needing to move out from that mountain of familiarity into a new journey. And this is all faith, folks. This is all faith. It needs faith for us to move into the spiritual gifts. It needs faith for us to live the Christian life. It needs faith for us to move to the promised land, which is the land of the more that God has got for us. And so I began to be stirred about the whole thing about uh, speaking in tongues. But I can remember sitting in some meetings where I had that sense, I really want to start praying in tongues. And then the brain would cut in. I know, may surprise some of you. The brain would cut in and say, but you've been told that gift's not for you. And so the problem was, I was actually hooked up on something that I believe had no root in Scripture. And I needed to face that battle and win through. So the day came, when I actually made that step, spoke in tongues for the very first time. And one of the things I've realized is, as you speak in tongues as your prayer, personal prayer life, it gives you an incredible sense of freedom. You see, when you are not uh, an intelligent Durham student, to b- Johnny, you had 58 students on your books after today. You know, we we battle, this is the problem, we battle with our minds. And my mind was rooted in this word, it's not for you. But I knew God was calling me to something else. He's calling me to leave that mountain of security and to move into that journey of discovery with Him as you start to speak in this personal prayer language. And so, made the breakthrough. But as we consider speaking in tongues, and you know that speaking in tongues is a reversal of what happened at Babel, uh, Babel, of Babel. You see, if you look at the Tower of Babel, what you see there is in the story of the Tower of Babel, there is one language which unites the people in their opposition to God. In the day of Pentecost, you've got many languages that unite the people in their praise of God. And so God, in His most incredible way is taking Babel, reversing it, and He has not stopped reversing it. From that day of Pentecost, every time we operate in the gift of speaking in tongues or we bring that ministry gift here, what we're doing is we're living in the reversal of Babel and declaring that Babel belongs to the past. And I'm living in this new era of the gifts of the Spirit Being available to his people at all times, in all places, whenever they need it. Glory. Which is the most important gift? Now, here's here's this. This has got nothing to do with what I've got written down here. But the most important gift. People can get very hung up about what is the most important gift. We had someone some years ago very hung up about the difference between a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom. Well, I don't think God's particularly bothered. Honestly. I mean, it was an excellent sermon. And please, you know, compliment Richard on just how good it was. He needs it. He needs it. But, but Richard dealt with that so easily. That a word of wisdom is the right word at the right time. To the right people in the right way. I was listening. Oh, glory. And I remembered. That's a bigger miracle, isn't it? Who are you? Yes. So... When when we look at this, we need to recognize that as we speak in tongues, it is a God-given gift, and it is a forever reversal of the gift of what happened at Babel, and Jesus wants us to enjoy every gift that he has got for us. So as we move into this gift, and I know there are people here who struggle with this gift, I know there are people here who are possibly, you know, seeking. I would say, just continue to seek. But we stand together to bring each other into that freedom of expression that Jesus wants for us. We have to overcome a desire to understand everything. And our educational system, that's why I thought I'd bring in the students, you know. When you consider what you're paying, you should need some understanding. Yes, yes. But there is this thing that we need to understand Every And a number of times when we've been praying for people and they've started to speak in tongues, the first thing they say is, but I don't understand it. And you think, yes, that's the idea, dear, (laughs) that you don't understand it because it bypasses our human thinking and takes us into a realm of freedom that our spirit communicates with the Spirit of God and we can pray unhindered by worrying about our language. And that is a wonderful thing. You get to a point where you, you know, how many times have you been in a situation where you simply, there's, a, there's an issue, you simply do not know what to pray. And I believe then tongues as a personal prayer language comes in and frees you up in order to reach into that situation, your spirit reaching into the Spirit of God and that brings freedom to you. You don't have to work out every little thing but the Spirit of God hears that because it's a cry of your heart and responds likewise. But we have to uh, overcome our desire to understand everything. Our mind is not king. Jesus is. So we have to look to him rather than our own minds. So that's a battle. But another battle we have to uh, fight is the battle with our mouth. Because it may come as a huge surprise, but in order to speak in tongues, you have to open your mouth. And it's amazing how many people will struggle with that one. If I said, Now I want you to come and pray in your mother tongue, whatever it is in different languages represented, is absolutely fabulous. So not only do we have multi generational, but w- we have nations across the world represented which is all part of the calling God has for us as a manual. But if I said to you, right, I would like you to pray over this person, I don't expect you to stand there with mouth closed. Honestly, that is not a blessing to the person you're praying for. You are not doing them a lot of good. You open mouth and you use real words. Whoa! That's what happens when you're praying in English. You open mouth. and you, Now, when you are praying over people or you're praying in tongues, you have to open mouths and give voice to the sounds that God is giving you. And in that moment, faith is required. Because I'll tell you what's happening. Your brain is saying, this is rubbish. But the Spirit is saying, no, press in. Because in faith, this becomes your prayer language to God through the power of the Spirit and will bring freedom into your life. Greater freedom than you had before. That is why as a charismatic church we hone in on this gift. When you look through the book of Acts, get it in, from chapter 2, you'll see that tongues is mentioned again and again and again as the Holy Spirit falls. Now we have never taught it is the sign of someone being filled with the Spirit, but it's a sign. And I believe that as we make Avail ourselves of that gift. God will do incredible things. But you have to open your mouth in order for the language within to be expressed. And when we read Scripture, we read speaking in tongues, not whispering. It doesn't mean how often People will whisper, oh, let's be bold in the gift that God has given us and speak loudly so that we can communicate with God, so that we can express what is on our heart. And don't take it from that that God's deaf. I'm deaf, but God's not deaf. As we speak loudly, it's for our benefit, not his. Let's just cut that one before I have a cue afterwards. Are you saying God doesn't hear? No, I'm not saying that at all. So when we look at the book of Corinthians, we see there is a sequence in the development, if you like, of the gift of tongues. So Paul begins by speaking of tongues as being that personal prayer language, where as we pray, we are not speaking to people, but to God. It says, Indeed, no one understands them. They utter mysteries by the Spirit. Anyone who speaks in a tongue edifies themselves. And Paul is speaking of this personal prayer language. And edifying simply means to build up and to strengthen. And the reality is there is not a person in this room who does not need to be built up and strengthened. Not a person. So this is fantastic because this gift is there for all in order to build us up. And as we avail ourselves of this gift, we will find that we are built up and strengthened on the inside. But this a second type of tongue that Paul mentions in Corinthians. And this is where he speaks of the tongue being brought before a gathering such as this. Where in order for us all to be blessed, an interpretation needs to be brought. And we had a wonderful example of that this morning. As Helen brought the song in tongues and then sang the interpretation. And so as she's singing the interpretation, we all say the Amen. But what a blessing it is when someone steps out in that gift and uses faith before the body as we are, and we are all blessed as we understand what is being said. So we have a tongue giving in a, given in a gathering that needs to have interpretation, and we are all learning together. Folks, we need to give each other the freedom to make mistakes. We need to be that community who recognize, well, it didn't go quite the way perhaps we wanted, but to acknowledge that and press on because none of us in this room have got it just. <laughs> so this is the sequence. We start with our personal prayer language. We then can de- develop that into a, a language a message given before the church which requires interpretation. Now, I want to come back to the camping before the mountain. Because I broke free from the mountain of not speaking in tongues at all, but then settled before a new mountain. And we're good at making new mountains. And the new mountain was speaking in tongues, but never ever bringing it as a gift that needed interpreting before the body. Never. Not for years and years and years. And God started quietly and gently to say, Break out. I want you to move on. Ah. You know, sometimes we don't necessarily respond well when God says that. But that happened at our first worship night. When was that? Ryan, you were there. Ryan was there. Pray for his memory. <laughs> As Ryan and Andy led us in worship, it was so powerful a night that they forgotten when it was. But in that moment, we gather, and we're gathering on the uh, 11th of March, where we just gather for a couple of hours, and the, wor- the worship group, PA, AV, serve us so well, we're simply gathering to worship Jesus and in that first session we had, during that two hours, God said, I want you to bring a tongue in the next meeting. And that would be on the Sunday morning. And the response is, Oh, glory to God. And so it came to that Sunday morning. And of course, when God has told you to do something, you can't really. We try. But he tends to bring us right back to square one and says, "Right, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. So there, in that Sunday morning meeting. And no one is aware of what God has said to me, but me. And you're sitting there. uh, But eventually, you pluck up the courage, you pluck up the faith, in order to bring a tongue in that gathering, which requires interpretation. And so you bring the tongue. And then, as, we, as, as is our practice, we wait for the interpretation to come. And as you wait, if you're the person who's brought that tongue, and you're looking to others to bring the interpretation, that waiting may in reality be two or three seconds, but for the person who has brought the tongue, it's an eternity! <laughs> waiting for someone. Now, you can bring the interpretation yourself. But for me, it was a question of waiting. And that sense of relief for someone obedient to the Spirit, brings the interpretation of the Word, and you breathe that sigh of relief, and you say, oh, thank you, God. I knew it would work. (laughs) And then, a few weeks later, I I was prompted again. And I was just sharing this story with someone and they thought I'd operated in that particular aspect of tongues for years. What they didn't realize, I've only done it twice. I've only done it twice in all the years I've been a Christian. And it was a battle. And God might be saying to you, there's a battle, but let's move forward together. I, I need to move again. But only twice. And I as I was sharing this with someone, they said, Really? Well, I, I thought you'd use that gift many times. I thought, no, that was called a Geordie accent. <laughs> so as we pray for people to receive the gift of tongues, there needs to be, on the part of the person we are praying for, a uh, desire To receive the gift. God doesn't force himself on anyone. And we have no intention. As we stand with people and pray with them. We're not the givers of the gift folk. He is. All he's asking is that you have that willingness to receive. That There is that willingness to open your mouth. And express what is going on inside. And within all of this is to surrender to Jesus for He is Lord and we submit ourselves to Him. Amen. Let's stand together. Let's have the musicians back, please. Just close your eyes. We start with the gift of tongues as a personal prayer language. That can develop into what I would call a ministry gift, where you bring that word to the whole church, and then it requires that gift of interpretation in order to bring meaning to the body of Christ. I simply want you to be honest with yourself. Do you operate in that gift, that personal prayer ministry, that personal prayer language of tongues? If you do, I believe God just wants to confirm that within you. He wants you to grow in confidence in that gift. He wants you to lay hold of more of Him within that gift. If you're struggling with it, you can make that breakthrough. We want to pray with people and just ask for that freedom. And it may be that you receive that freedom here and now it may be that you go home. We often recommend to people that once they've been prayed for in this way, they go home and they just find a place where they can be on their own, where they can relax. And it's amazing what the Spirit of God will do in that moment. Because I am aware that there can be a bit of a pressure upon people in this context. We have no desire to put pressure upon people, but that's just the reality of a context like this. And we have got story after story after story of people who have been prayed for. They've gone home. And they might be in the shower they might be lying in bed, and suddenly just this prayer language wells up within them, and they are in receipt of that gift of God. And they come back a week later with a big smile on their face because they're enjoying a freedom in Jesus that they did not enjoy before. As a charismatic church, we believe every gift is available to all. And we want to lay hold of those. Just just as the musicians play, just close your eyes. If you do speak in tongues, will you just start to offer your own prayer of thanksgiving to Jesus? Out loud, forget about the people who are sitting beside you. They're, they're doing their own business with God. But you need to open your mouth. If you do not, just start to praise Him in your mother tongue. Just let there be a rise of praise from this people. That touches heaven that glorifies King Jesus. Thank you, Lord, come Lord, come Lord, come Lord, come Lord, come Lord, come Lord, thank you, Lord.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: There may be a few people here and you would like someone to stand alongside you and pray for that breakthrough in tongues that you might receive your own personal prayer language. And if that is you, please come out now. No pressure. If nobody comes, it doesn't face me one bit. But if you feel that need this morning to have someone stand alongside you, We want to stand alongside you. So if you do not speak in tongues and you want to and you believe that would be a help this morning, come. We've got people down here. The ministry team could come out. We want to. But otherwise, just just stay where you are and allow your prayer of praise and adoration to rise to King Jesus. Lord, Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord thank you Lord come Lord Lord I pray that right across this congregation there is increasing freedom in our relationship with you that you will bring a freedom in our prayer language that you will bring a f- new freedom in our walk to follow you come Lord come Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord
1: Hallelujah <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah In this moment I commit with all my heart I'm hungry for all that you have been calling me to. Pressing on words. So now as Andy, wise, alive, turn this up. I'm as Andy continues to sing, I just want you
0: to keep rooted in to personal prayer. I want to as Andy know. and the musicians, minister this over us. Keep I your keep eyes closed, your face, don't worry about Lord. the words. But allow your personal prayer to rise to, rise to, to King sing. Jesus touch heaven touch heaven as you reach out to touch heaven so he reaches down and will touch you come Lord come Lord thank you Lord just keep crying out to him
1: for your glory your presence is my profound desire. I long for you, yearn for you, know you're the only way. And the peace that transcends all other things is only in you. I lay down all my burdens and pray. I want to know you more. I seek your face, my Lord. Transform what you see For your glory Deeper into your love love. Oh, Spirit, come to me Transform what you see For your glory
0: Now just stay wherever you are we have a testimony now. A testimony is just a posh way of saying a story of what God has done. And Stu, our drummer extraordinaire.
2: This is about the Holy Spirit, okay? Good. Well, that's Good. a start. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. A <laughs> little worried then. Passing me the mic. Thank you. So... I guess uh, when, I was, when I was younger, uh, you knew about the Holy Spirit. But you hear people around you like praying in the Holy Spirit and you think, Oh dear, that sounds funny. That sounds so weird. So I, uh, but I really wanted the Holy Spirit. I really wanted, to, I, re- I really felt that it was important to have the Holy Spirit. So I went to a big meeting in London Kensington temple um it's pretty big um and all these people were going forward for prayer being slain in the holy spirit or what they say falling down left front center anyway moving on is this is you want me to be quick dude <laughs> i'll get on with it <laughs> all right okay the, the thing is i didn't want to sound like the people next to me because it sounded awful So, I, I, as, they, as these people were speaking in tongues, I was going, Lord, I don't want to speak like that. Oh, dear. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Anyway, I went forward for prayer, and I uh, got nothing. <laughs> Not a thing. I went out into a back room where they said, look, if you haven't had the gift of tongues, come forward into the back room. We'll pray for you. We'll keep praying. Yeah, okay. So, I went <laughs> into the back room. Nothing. Fantastic. So, I went home feeling a little bit dejected, thinking, well, perhaps that's not for me then. Anyway, went to work on a Monday morning <laughs> with, a, with a guy, I was fitting windows, and uh, he was up the ladder, and I started praying in tongues while he was up the ladder. Oh, my life! For, fortunately, <laughs> fortunately, Kenny had a Christian wife, and he, uh, <laughs> he knew kind of what was going on, but Give me a funny
0: look. Anyway, that was the start of it. Oh, my Lord. Thank you. Oh. Now. You know, God will do it in the way God does it. We need to be open to receive, willing to step out in faith. And let me just say this. We do not have any spare rooms, any back rooms this morning. But we do have a couple of ladders if people want (laughs) Father, we just thank you for this time together. We ask, Lord, that as we leave this place, we will go from here with the peace of God resting upon us in our hearts, minds, and spirits. And, Lord, that this week will be a week of pressing into you that we might learn more of you and see what you have to give us this week to the glory of your name. Amen. 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 Well, folks, we've got...